In this episode of Tech Talks with Lou, I interview Dorset dairy farmer Tim Jones. I'm three episodes in, and this has to be the one where two diverse worlds happily join together. Now, I had a sense of how tech might complement the farming industry, but certainly not to the extent that it does. Tim talks about GPS tracking, apps, systems, and even labor monitoring. Together with tips for anyone who has a dream to become a dairy farmer. Now, before I finish this intro and go off and research a niche in the farming world for a new system or app, I want to invite you to take a moment and enjoy this episode. Hello, I'm Lou Templet and welcome to Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. So to make you feel more confident with the trials and tribulations of technology, each week I'll be chatting with business owners about their successes with tech in their quest to fulfil their dreams. And I'll also be hearing from you, the listener, about your tech tales of frustration from the corporate world and how I can help you shift your mindset with a positive sense of calm about all things tech. Now, today I have Tim Jones, dairy farmer. He's a first-generation dairy farmer, a husband and a father to three children. Being on his own for much of the day, he has become a podcast fanatic. He has his own dairy farm for, for about five years, and prior to this, he was a herd manager for many years working on other farms. Now, you may not immediately make the connection with farming and tech. I'm very excited to be interviewing Tim today, and we will hear exactly how this all works. Welcome, Tim. Very nice to have you here on my podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you, Lou. Thank you for having me. It's very great to have you here after you've been uh, dealing with the farm this morning. So I I assume you wake up really early and deal with your your cows and uh, everything else on the farm. Tell me more about your day. So, yeah, so as a dairy farm, um, my particular dairy farm, we milk the cows twice a day. Um, And it's... It's not essential, but it's it's better if you can keep your milkings as close to evenly as possible. So it, it, unless you're going to be up in the middle of the night, it, it means you've got to be up early in the morning. Um, that sounds very much like looking after a child and feeding a child and uh, all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different ways. And, and there are people who, who've gone down systems of milking once a day and other extremes of milking three times a day. But the majority is twice a day. So it's usually about five o'clock in the morning and then somewhere between about four o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock, depending on how early you want to be finished. But um, yeah, I'm not an early early i'm probably about half past five i get started and then um yeah about four o'clock in the afternoon so to try and be have some sort of an evening yeah so it sounds sounds like a very good idea so you're on on the farm for much of the day and you tell me that you're a podcast fanatic so what podcasts do you normally listen to tim and, and how come you become such a fanatic um probably about a year ago i came across i heard the word podcast a lot and not really looked into it um and then downloaded a podcasting podcast app and started listening to and it came with um 
uh, we used to play a lot of rugby and so came across as a house of well, it was house of rugby now it's called the good the bad the rugby um, which is a really good podcast so and there was quite a back channel of them they've been going quite a long time so and then through that um different interviews and then just started searching for stuff I was interested in. I mean, I'm classic one from Netflix, love a true kind, true crime or murder show or something like that. So yeah, lots of that sort of stuff. And then there is certain, there is a few farming based podcasts, um, not many, but there's a couple of American ones that are really good. Interesting to see how things are done on other parts of the world and anything and everything. So I can get through, quite a few hours you know podcasts an average an hour long i can clear four or five a day easily so wow that's incredible that's, yeah uh, so have you got a favorite favorite is, is this the rugby or is it the farming um no with no i, I probably it's a rugby player it's joe marler uh, he's got a podcast, but he just he just interviews weird and wonderful people like um, an astronaut, a forensic scientist, um, well, you know, a blind man, all sorts of things, and it, it's quite comical. But it actually get um, as he's had his his issues with depression and things, it get, it often gets quite deep as well, which is quite yeah. not, I quite like so. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's more the more the depth than the topic. That sounds yeah, that sounds yeah. a good way to go. Yeah. So um I wanted to ask you, because obviously this podcast is about tech, um, how tech and farming integrate? Because many of us may not expect or or kind of think that technology is very much um, you know, in, you know farming and technology mix so tell us a bit more about technology that you use on a daily basis so i mean my farm is relatively basic but there are certain tech te- technologies that i do use um in my milking parlor i have things that tell me uh, how much cow each how much milk each cow is given and then it when the cows finish milking it senses and it takes the takes the milk machine off automatically um and then it's also with the the actual the pulsators which is the is the rate and then sort of the the speed that the the teats are sort of massaged and squeezed to get the milk out that that's all controlled and has to be at a specific level or, and things like that because that can cause damage and and milk quality problems and things and then on the other side of it is on on machinery tractors and things i mean modern tractors are now are packed with um you know gps um yeah speed guidance or all automatic speed rating for for what job you're doing and they've even got sort of wireless things now whereas if whatever you hook up to to the back of your tractor they just speak to each other and work as they should um so and a, a lot of my big harvesting and things like that that's done by contractors and and how i pick what what out, who I'm going to outsource, I often will look at what technology they're using, particularly if they're coming to do things like spread fertilizer and that is um, 
it, what what's pushed technology in agriculture a lot more ha, has become the cost of things and um you want to know that if you're going to spread fertilizer that's cost you a lot of money that it's going on at the exact rate and spread evenly and so they'll have automatic guidance and things so we once you set your first line in the field you won't touch steering wheel um and it virtually drives itself so um yeah and then i'm obviously once once our milk goes from the farm it's um the the technology in the dairies now is goes is to, to keep the the products that are the quality and things is is massive um it's kind of end, endless really goodness um, it all sounds incredibly complex um and so do you monitor all of this on a, a phone or a, a laptop how do you keep track so of, all of this data all my data now i actually i use an app, uh, an app um it's called Herdwatch, and um so all my um births um any cows that move on or off the farm obviously every cow has its own individual number and then when it gives birth if that hits calf has an individual number and and when they move on or off um they all has to be recorded and um yeah so uh, yeah that all goes in, in an app on my phone which i can log into anywhere really yeah well that's that's pretty handy and uh, obviously you produce monthly reports or you kind of you know look at the trending of the data and all of the information how how does that work yeah so yeah it can pop up graphs of production and monthly reports and things like that so we can see how well the cows are milking and or particularly more so for breeding and things like that so how how well um cows are getting pregnant and um and then again i because every dairy farm now is is all under the red tractor so i can get inspected any time for that and with having it on things like that i can pull up how much medicine i'm using and and they want to see all those kind of records and things like that so fabulous so it's all live data and reporting and uh, you know so how do you yeah any glitches in the system or you know uh trends where you need to change the process or whatever you're you're kind of working through how does that kind of work for you if there's a something that's not quite performing the way you'd expect it to so we get i get um every every other day my milk gets collected and i then get a text the next day with the quality that that milk was and there's certain things particularly um we can sense for um if there's a quality issue going on then i can um adjust adjust the feed accordingly if if it's certain things that show up in that so the main things for making cheese are are the butter fat and protein content and if one of them crashes or rises then i can or or even small changes then i can adjust what i'm feeding the animal to make sure that 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 we're getting peak performance really this is just incredible i love hearing the fact that you're you know can react to data and you know all of the tech is used um 
tell tell me a bit more about uh, you know what else kind of happens on your farm because I know you've got some projects coming up and uh, yeah, tell me more. Yeah, so as we're a, a small smallish farm, we're a uh, hundred acres, which would be classed as a small farm. Um, so we, we we want to diversify a bit into to create some different income streams. So we we're looking at doing a. Uh, setting up a, a camping slash glamping site next spring for next summer and um which it, it would only take up a, it's something that would only take up wouldn't take up a huge area so we're not losing too much farmland but would also there's potential to bring a good bit of extra income in with that um and it's something as we aren't too far from the coast and things like that so we've got we've got good good customer base hopefully fabulous now um you've got three children so do they assist on your farm yeah yeah all three tend to get involved at different points um poppy my oldest she's she's pretty good with car feeding and things now she's at an age she can carry a decent sized bucket of milk and mix the milk powder and things up um and Bella will get it, who's our middle, she'll get involved with that as well. And then Ruby um, is our wild child um, who, she would, she would be out with me all day, every day if she could. Um, she's any, yeah, I'm not allowed to leave. If she sees me, I'm not allowed to leave the yard on the tractor without her being in the passenger seat. So. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so much fun. You know, I've just being part of that. Um, I was never allowed to be out in a, a powerboat. Um, I was always down on the south coast watching powerboat racing. But uh, I do remember getting in my dad's Capri back in the day and driving it up the driveway to, to the garage. Um, yeah. So not quite the same, but uh, that same excitement to to be part of, of something in a more adult yeah. world as a and child. It, yeah, yeah. And it's something we try and push. Really, it's part of the reason that we wanted to to, to take um, a farm on and on our own. And, and you see, I grew up with my dad was a farm worker, um, and I used to watch the farmers' sons and things being able. They would be out and helping about a lot more, and I could do bits, but not to the same freedom that they could. And I I always wanted to be able to give that freedom to my kids. Oh, that's so nice. It really does, uh, you know, instill some nice kind of ethics and feeling if you can pass on those those kind of skills and, uh, you know, qualities yeah, and opportunities yeah. um, and, to our and we, young ones. And we obviously realised last year when we were in lockdown how lucky we were because compared to a lot of kids, they had a bit of freedom. There wasn't too much worry about missing school, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, fabulous. And does your wife um, kind of take part in supporting farm life or does she get to jump out of the, the farm life on a daily basis? Um, well, yeah, she does bits and bobs. She, obviously, three girls keep her pretty busy, but um, yeah, there's always accounting and bookkeeping and um, and that side of things, VAT returns and and all, then all of the official stuff that kind of makes a complete business. And then, yeah, yeah, for sure. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all it all sounds absolutely amazing. And do you, so you've got how many cows on your farm? Do you have? So we've got 
well, in total, we've got 100, but that's ranging from baby calves to adult cows. So we've got about 75 milking cows. Yeah. Um, so that would be the clusters, that, that's the herd. And all of those get milked the twice a day? That uh, Yeah, so they get milked twice a day, and then there's a, a small portion of them that would be what they call dry, which is... Um, so they, they tend to have two to three months off a year or off a season before they have another ba- another calf. So, yeah, which is, again, something we monitor because of the timing of when that cow was, was, was bred to a potential calving date is so that when we would stop milking her and that was quite quite important and then again um when you know that they're sort of coming up for three weeks before they're due to have the calf you need to monitor them and and up up feed intakes and things ready for so that they're in their best condition for for having a baby again fabulous now before the podcast we were discussing about some additional tech now you have some devices that you put on a a cow's tail to know when that they're going into labor tell me more about that yes yeah, so there's there's various things out now but i've got something um it's called a moo call actually and it's a little device that clips onto the cow's tail and it sends me a text when when she's had high activity for and says um yeah basically says that she's in labor and um yeah depending on the cow and the older cows quite often it'll send you a text and you get there and she's been there and job's done um <laughs> and younger cows or the, the less experienced mothers sometimes you can you know but also it means that it, when you get there if if there is, you can check and if there is a problem you can intervene nice and quickly and yeah. not um yeah saves saves lives fabulous now you say that every cow has a number um, do you use a special kind of numbering system or do they just get the next number in the lot um no so we have a government fixed we've got a, a specific a, a bit like your landline we've got a number for this farm and then um so the first the first six numbers on a cow's number would be the specific for this farm and then it goes up from basically as they're born on the farm from one to um and it goes up to eternity so to start with it'll you'll have your herd number um then it'd be all it'd be like naught 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 one um it allows you six it allows you six figures so you've got quite a long time before it (laughs) rotates around i mean there are big farms that would have gone round it a few times but we're we're not quite yeah we're still in the hundreds so no that's that's fab i kind of was asking to make sure there were enough incremental numbers so that you know you didn't then have to you know no so it it should it should never happen and then every obviously every cow that i I bought when we moved here that were all from different farms they've all got their own little number and some people then add a specific number for that cow and things like that but as we're a small farm I mean we've we've got names and all sorts so but they you know uh, some of them would just know by the last three digits of their number and some of them have got names and but they're all known one way or another oh, do you have do you have some favorites at the moment 
Yeah, we've got we've probably got too many favourites, really. But yeah, we've um, we've got a yeah number of named cows that are very friendly. And uh, God, you ha- you have to share some of these names with us. So we've got our, our our original cow, and part of the reason we got into farming it is uh, a cow called Poppy, which was named after uh, a friend of. A very good friend of mine who was an old farmer, he came to Poppy's christening and he said, I've had a lovely little female calf born today and I've named it Poppy. Um, And actually, a a slightly extension to that story, he unfortunately passed away a few years later and I went to the sale of his cows and bought that that calf particularly. Um, So she's been with us ever since. And then... um, yeah, we've got one called Valentine, who's just had another baby, actually. She's a big, big softening. Um, and, yeah, oh, this, yeah, the list goes on, really. We've got two oh. bulls, one called Harry and one called Paddy, because he came from Ireland. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure they're kept in the other fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only, yeah only when needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's nice to have a, a bit of kind of connection and history, and you know, uh, you know, with names and things. I think that's it. Kind of breaks down and, and makes things a lot more friendly and kind of family focused, which is which is really nice. So even with with tech, it's about making it friendly. And, yeah, and the, there were. In, in going like, on the tech thing again is it going back within my my herd app and and different herd things that are available is it is is if you're a pedigree breeder and you're you've been keeping your animals registered with the whatever whether it be the jersey cow society or the frisian cow society that then you can look back through the um mothers and daughters going back a bit like people do when they're when they buy puppies and things you want to see the heritage and the lineage and things like that so you can you can go back through and um so yeah you can get that that's all accessible as well and that helps different people with breeding decisions as to where they're which direction they're wanting to take their herd yeah Um, so yeah there's, there's all sorts that's very cool and yeah. and all you know not really having much knowledge of uh, technology on farms you've just expanded massively uh, into all the different systems and uh, data that you work with so i just think it's absolutely fascinating so how would anyone become a dairy farmer what's have you got any key tips for people wanting to um get into farming and is is that kind of a viable option today yeah it is and it's actually um it can be a really good career um you, you know not just that there are options to push on and try and try and you know take on your own farm like I have, but just as a as the the ladder to work up with um, from as a as a general farm worker to a manager and things like that, um, you know local college most areas won't know, but you will have an agricultural college within your area. Um, I went to Reese Heath in Cheshire, but there's one down the road here called Kingston Moorwood. And they, most of them offer courses based from very basic to, to more advanced um, and often have contacts for work and things as well. Um, and, 
you know farming press as well is is people are now it traditionally used to be farmers would stick within their sort of core area of people they know and things that they would employ but there's not there isn't the staff now where there's a huge shortage of staff so um people are actually finding it's actually quite good to take someone on who's completely green and fresh train them to how they run their business and how they how they want to have their farm uh, the practices done on their farm um the actual results turn out better than employing someone who used to work for so-and-so knows how they did it and wants to now come and you've got to sort of retrain them and train their mind and things yeah um so farmers are investing a lot more in staff and training and and there's a lot more about out there as well yeah um that's that's great to hear because obviously and it is a lot a a lot of people don't realize that actually with most farm jobs you get accommodation as well because you you, the hours that you are so um for instance when you know when i was the, the farm i managed um before we moved here my boss had two farms and and i had the i had a farmhouse to live in and you know a healthy salary as well um so there's yeah there's rewards to be had yeah it sounds like there's lots of lots of benefits you know i I, this podcast is mainly aimed at people that have a dream and don't know how to you know achieve it with either tech or maybe the next step so you know if anyone listening uh, or watching has a dream to become a dairy farmer then tim is your man it sounds like uh, you know you, you've had so much experience and now running your own farm so you know you were telling me that this was one of your dreams to actually own your farm um what's your next dream well we don't we don't actually own it so we we're a tenant so we've got a 10-year tenancy so which we're halfway through so the the next step on is to potentially try and own a farm or own some land but um yeah then the next the next couple of years is to is to add some diversification like i said possibly put the put the uh glamping and camping and things like that in and then um we've worked really hard for the first five years very little time off so one thing that we want to try and include is to build the business at a point where we can have a holiday and take a day off and take a week off even and think a bit more things like that not that we don't do family things we're very lucky that where we live and and one of the beauties of are that if you work hard and you i can get up early and and be finished for the day and we can go off for the day and i can come back and do the rest of my milking a bit later in an evening and we're not we're not far from the beach and things like that so you know we we make quite a bit of family time but um it also can all all go you can be leaving the gate and cow can go into labor and there's a problem and that's your day out the window so yeah um and it would be nice to 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 take a full-time employee on and someone that does has come from a maybe a non-farming background and and train them and bring them through and see where it goes yes 
I mean, it sounds like an incredible opportunity for anyone. So do you, is it just the family run business? You don't have anyone working and supporting you? Part-time? No, we, we have a little bit of part-time labor that have, and, and that's mainly friends that will cover if we've got a wedding or something yeah. or to go to, but generally at the moment, um, no, it's just, just ourselves. Yeah, but it sounds like you've done an absolute epic job raising a family and raising a dairy farm and, you know, just keeping things going. And now you're already looking at kind of increasing your income streams by diversifying your your business a bit. Um, Just sounds incredible. Do you have any further advice for anyone, either with the tech and farming or just getting into farming and, and, you know, who might you want to reach out to? I want to reach out to. So, within tech and farming, is that um, if you're a tech, if you people are listening to this as who are a, a tech business and whatnot, I certainly wouldn't write agriculture out of your systems because there's probably more than you think there, and there's probably more opportunities, and it's getting bigger as as farming gets tougher. Um, which it is, unfortunately. Um, you know, we are. Everyone's looking more to streamline processes and 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 become. And there's actually um, the government are pushing farmers to use more technology and things like that. And as as staff get harder, is that you know some people are. Um, if, if there's a job that can be replaced by a piece of technology, you know, there's a lot of guys are going for it. We've got fully automatic farms now where there's cows walk in and milk themselves. Wow. Walk, walk out again. And then there's an automatic feeder in there's Literally they've got a, a collar on, which got a, that monitors all their movements and things like that. That's got a, a chip in the collar and the, the it's not quite as offhand as that, but the farmer, mate, his first thing he does is goes and looks at the computer and the computer will tell them if anything's wrong with any cows that he needs to go and check on. Yes. Um, and then, is- sorry. No, is that, is that something that appeals to you or are you still may very much of a nurturing dairy farmer? <sighs> No, it, it would do, and it would actually be something that we could get possibly get to the point of and say that, okay, we'd even need to expand and get bigger to justify taking someone on full-time, or we could look to put a robot milker in that would milk the cows and have more time to do everything else. So it, it's not something I would... Um, um, you know, right out of the equation at all. Um, and, you know, and, and on another point, anyone that's was would consider getting involved with um, into farming and agriculture, is, it, it, don't be afraid to, to knock on the door or go and see the guy down the road if you live in the countryside and, and ask if they want a hand with anything. Most people are, you know, willing to take a bit of time and um, help guide anyone really fabulous um, so advice to anyone in tech uh, agriculture is a big sector or kind of growing and yeah uh, yeah if you live in the countryside then go and go and knock on your farmer's door and ask if they need help <laughs> is it go or ask questions you know that, that's one thing uh, yeah ask questions don't judge 
Yes. Oh, Tim, this has been an absolutely fabulous interview. I've really enjoyed it and learned lots as well. Um, so, uh, yes, I'll be asking some more questions of you about these apps and systems because, you know, a lot of the processes uh, can be kind of rolled out across many different industries and sectors and uh, learning across all sectors, uh, you know, to kind of grow and develop tech and businesses. So um, if you have any final thoughts or a, a kind of final comment, I'd be really appreciative for you to share. Um, final comment. Well, thank you for let being my first podcast anyway. Um, I, what would I like to say? Agriculture in general is an industry that's been uh, judged quite hard at the moment for different things. And I, I would just add, advocate anyone to do their research before they make any judgment. And if you've got any questions, ask an actual farmer um, on anywhere, Instagram, anything, just matches them and get, get an honest opinion before you before you make any decisions on on what, what your opinions are um, would be and yeah feel free to message me any questions that anyone might ask Tim how can people get hold of you uh, mainly use Instagram um, and email really so my Instagram is at Head Farm which is the name of our farm fabulous um, I'll drop these all in the show notes for you to reference but uh, once again Tim thank you so much for your time uh, I hope you get uh, some more time before you have to go back out milking again but yeah, um, fine. yeah just thank you so much it's been a, so a great, great interview thank you brilliant enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. I look forward to having you listening in again for the next episode. And if you would love to be a guest talking to me about your tech trials or successes, please do drop me a DM.